Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to uh Talk Comics to Me Time. It's the comic book bone zone. I did look at it, I counted. We've done eleven of them, at least so it's twelve. So this one is twelve. You know, when I was coming in this room earlier before we started recording or talking to each other, I was like, it's bone zone number twelve. And I just knew it. I just had this this, you know, I just I knew it. Yeah, so Mother's welcome intuition. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's the Bone Zone, comic book bone zone number twelve. Uh this is a thing where we talk about new comics and we do whatever the fuck we want, because why not? Uh I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. I'm talking like oddly into my microphone, like I can't just like Mine isn't back. connected anymore, so I can't bring it over. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Can't even look like you're using a microphone. Oh, it's on the ground. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's all I got for an intro. That's it. I'm gonna go close this window because I can hear birds, and they're just really annoying. And you know what? This is a space where we appreciate birds but do not like birds no birds can choke for all i care (laughs) all right heather do you want to start us off is there a bird book you have first yeah actually this one is called the bird (laughs) (laughs) uh this is the joker the boy who stopped laughing um, issue number seven. This That's is called the man up. who stopped laughing. Yeah. The man, the man sorry. <laughs> the bird who stopped <laughs> laughing. <laughs> um, this is issue number seven. Um, this is just following a uh, fake Joker who's still in LA as he's trying to make his way to the airport. But Manhunter is like constantly taking him down, is like stopping him. Um, And then we find out that the Joker that is in Gotham who keeps getting, like, killed (laughs) is actually dead. But he isn't, like, he's reanimated, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but Solomon Grundy is the one who keeps, like, fixing him up so that he can, like, do what he needs to do. Not fully explained yet. Uh, There's just, like, one page here where... He's talking to Solomon Grundy and it just ends with like, we're dead. (laughs) So again, not fully explained, but that's pretty much what that is. It's just him trying to get to the airport. And then the second story in back is Joker running for president. Okay. (laughs) Which was a really funny (laughs) one because someone keeps trying to kill him. So they keep making clones of him. So every time he goes on stage, the clone gets killed. And he's like watching it happen the whole time. And he's (laughs) like, oh my god, someone really wants me dead. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I still really enjoy this story. It's kind of dumb, but like in a really fun way. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's all you need, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a nice, lighthearted read. (laughs) Uh, all right, plot twist. This week, I have no books on my own. I only have I only have books with Heather. So, yeah. So you're gonna hear a lot of talking from me for once. <laughs> okay. All right, but but next together we have the nasty. So this is issue number one. 
Um, this is about a kid named Thumper who really loves horror horror films and a little group of friends called the Murder Club. They come together and watch these banned films and they have gotten their hands on the Holy Grail of banned Holy films. Grail. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess, again, plot twist. That's my thing today. Uh, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. Thumper has an imaginary friend that is a, a slasher from a movie called Labor Day. And he still has it as like an adult or as a late teen, I guess. Because mm-hmm. not an adult yet. No, it does. Uh, yeah, this is 18 year old, but <laughs> it takes place in Scotland from 1982, mm-hmm. where you learn about his imaginary friend and like the beginning of his obsession with horror movies but the present time is 1994 in scotland so it's a while ago yeah i really i like the colors a lot in this book mm-hmm. especially like the la- the last page which i can't really show i suppose because it's a it does spoiler. give away quite a bit oh yeah the colors are great there um just like there's some blues and greens that are just really really good i really like the design of the slasher villain i just uh i don't i don't really know how i feel about like how the plot was put together to start with but Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll see as we go it is only issue number one and it didn't like put me off completely like i Mm -hmm. am still like interested in it um and just so you know uh i did look this up (laughs) just beforehand uh scotland never had well i'm sure there there are like certain movies that are banned and stuff within the country but yeah not horror movies like this which is like a main part of their monster club is they're watching movies that were banned in scotland so i think if you like horror movies it's a fun little first issue but Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see we'll see what happens Okay. Okay. Um, I have Rogan Gambit. This is issue number two. Um, in the first issue, they were given a task by Destiny to find. Yes. Manifold. Manifold. I think that's right. I can't remember which one. I keep getting them mixed up, but it's one or the other. So, um, they've been tasked with finding him who has been uh, kidnapped. I guess, by an unknown group who is kidnapping mutants. Um, In this issue, they're obviously still looking for him, but their powers are, like, still gone from what happened in the first issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I mentioned last week with uh, your Daredevil issue, the Avengers don't really know how to, like, mind their own business. (laughs) So Black Panther ends up finding them and is trying to tell them what they can and cannot do. Of course, of course. And it uh, upsets Gambit. And so Gambit, for some reason, tries to fight Black Panther. (laughs) Uh, That seems really silly, honestly. Yeah, I'm glad you laughed at that because I did too. But to be fair, he put up a really good fight. 
Um, but he did do some shitty thing <laughs> near the end where he used like an innocent human bystander to distract Black Panther so that him and Rogue could get out. Good. Smart and resourceful, but kind of a dick move. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically all that happens in this one. And then they get back to Krakoa and they're asking Forge for help. It's fine. The art is still like still a little strange like the yeah. story is fun i do enjoy like the characters obviously like watching them interact but the art just i don't know is if it, i like it i say isn't your thing that's fair no not really there are oh, yeah. some panels where it looks really cool like where they look how they're supposed to look mm -hmm. but then others when it's like done at an angle it's like rogue doesn't need to look like that you know yeah yeah very strange <laughs> uh yeah it was like the like some of the noses in that first one and then mm -hmm. like the the bodies were I guess voluptuous yeah like sometimes they're like fine you know like it's not bad but can I don't know how well you can see that yeah I can see it pretty well they're like sometimes they're like cool they look great and then other times it's like why why is that <laughs> the main focus of her right now yeah yeah it's very strange and for some reason it doesn't bother me when it's gambit and it's probably because it's like i don't necessarily care about him being overly sexual it's like that you know like i just don't care yeah but when it's rogue i just love rogue and i don't need her I don't need people to draw her like that. It's just weird and uncomfortable to me. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it. Um, quickly, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, this is a, this is a moral X Men. It's issue number three. Uh, Heather hasn't grabbed hers yet. I haven't gotten a chance to, I guess, read issue two of this yet. Um, I don't know. Eventually, I'll probably catch up. Who knows? Yeah, one day." And one day we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, are you ready? Yes. All right. So next we have, I hate this place, or as Heather's title book says, "Fuck this Fuck place." This place. <laughs> uh, and this issue, uh, Gert Gertrude's Trudy Trudy's uh family has come and they have kid I was not kidnapped but they're holding Gabby and Trudy hostage mm -hmm. and I don't know she goes real wild in this this issue really I cute did... cute reveal yeah yeah I thought like I actually really really liked this issue but I think one of my favorite parts about it is the fact that like there's this weird supernatural shit going on that is like terrifying and you know Gabby and uh Trudy are trying to explain to them like no this is bad and he's like no this is a sign from god <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah okay that makes sense if you're like that into god i can see why you would think that <laughs> yeah kind of like in midnight mass where they just like thought a vampire was an angel <laughs> yeah uh people are not very smart <laughs> <laughs> i 
uh, I just, I love the art in this book so much. And I just like, yeah, this issue was a lot of fun. I, I felt like the, the brothers died a little too fast. Yeah, that did happen really, really quickly. But it, and it, it was kind of satisfying too, though, for her, mm-hmm. because for Trudy, it didn't happen quickly. It's been like years true. of like true. her life. True. But for us, it was quickly, but I was very satisfied for her for that to mm-hmm. happen. Um, I did want to go back to the colors for a minute because I wanted to say that I agree the colors are great, but I specifically love them when like it's nighttime and the ghouls are out. Yeah, and they just the- like glow. So like that weird green color. Yeah. I just love the way like Trudy's like just like her face and like how she's like built and mm-hmm. like uh Gabby's character too, like both of them just like I really like the way they look like their character character designs are really good. They look really strong and sturdy and I would love to know them. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, I don't know. It's, it feels like a horror movie when you're like reading it or looking at it, you know, yeah. it's got that grittiness of like a seventies, seventies movie. This would be a really fucking cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they made like a TV show about it, I'd watch it. Yeah, it'd be pretty wild. Okay. okay do you have Here. one more? This is my last one. Uh, this is Death Dealer. Look at that Look at booty. That. Yeah. That butt. Um, if, if Frank Frazetta has no problem sexualizing both men and women. No, and I love it because it's not... Just, <laughs> he makes them look, like, buff, too. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, sexy curves and big titties it's like no we're gonna give you like really strong thighs <laughs> you're just gonna have a dump truck ass yeah. <laughs> yep um anyway this is death dealer this is issue number 11 um this is kind of between story arcs so it's i have to sneeze it went away um <laughs> so it's like a a one shot it does apparently have to do with the story but i'm not quite sure how yet it just has a couple characters that are within the main storyline but they don't show up until the end so this follows a uh norseman who is just like killing people he has a cursed tongue so he can like use it to see the future and stuff like that okay um so he's using it to figure out like where he's supposed to go and shit and then he ends up getting how, how how's it work how's the future tongue work does he have to like lick stuff does he have to eat stuff so, it's really hard to tell i don't know if maybe i just didn't understand it correctly but here you can kind of see so he like cuts it out and then he puts it the fake tongue that he has or the the seer tongue into the person's mouth who he cut the tongue out of originally okay. Okay. And then that person can like show them. Okay. So he has he's been carrying around this weird cursed tongue and a little little side satchel purse thing. Is it his wants... tongue? Is it his tongue? No, I don't think it's his. I, I worded that weird. It's a tongue uh-huh. that is his that he carries. Like he is in possession of it. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I, I don't know why this is important to me. Well, I need to know more story. But yeah, he, know more he wants tongue. to like find information and he can't like get it out of someone just by like asking. He cuts their tongue out, puts the seer's tongue in, and then they can tell him like what they know. 
So he uses that to like get to where he needs to be. He gets uh, double crossed and killed. And then he ends up meeting up with two of the like witches that are in like the main story of Death Dealer. So yeah. that's just his story. We're not quite sure like what he has to do with the main story yet. Interesting. But yeah, Death Dealer will be back in the next issue. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Sorry, I had a little ginger ale burp there. Uh, <laughs> this is The Witcher, uh, Ballad of Two Wolves. This is issue number four. This wraps up the little story arc that we get. Um, like I said to Heather earlier, this ends like I feel like any Witcher story does where you're like oh the story's like funny and like a good time and then you get to the end and it's like oh that was that was a bummer yeah that just like upset me a little bit (laughs) uh but yeah i really this was a great story i really enjoyed it i do like uh each of these stories that i've gotten they're like you know four issues but it's such a Mm -hmm. complete story every time uh the art in this like story arc was so 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 good the colors uh, on certain panels like the bluish purplish tints mm-hmm. and, like the flashbacks or whatever that are happening yeah like this one yeah i really like the design of the lady in the the woods that they mm-hmm. are like they spend that day with yeah um, that one scene that was in issue number three like where her and our man G were like laying in the grass, like looking at each other. It was just, yeah, it was a really solid little story. I like how I made one mistake one time, and that's now what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny because four years ago. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I think the funniest thing is like I very clearly know how to say his name fine now. Like I play have played enough Witcher where I feel confident in like saying it but i i kind of refuse to now it's still our man g (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i like i i once again cannot like say enough how much like reading those like witcher like comics are great for like somebody who's a fan of the series just because they aren't a lot of commitment they're usually i wouldn't say some of them are not fun but they're like interesting to read they're always in character too which i think is Mm -hmm. really like a really cool thing that happens because as far as i can remember bartosh does like a majority of them yeah at least he's done like the last few that we've read like there was that i think like one or two of them a few years ago that i like the first ones that i read when we first Mm -hmm. started talking about it i can't i'll have to look and see if that was him it it very well could be i just don't remember but even those were like in character yeah i'd say he's definitely been doing it for a while i can't remember i think paul cornell did the some of the ones that are in like that first witcher omnibus Mm -hmm. that sounds right um but i'm not sure so nobody quote me on that one we'll see we'll figure it out (laughs) uh all right so that's that's it that's all i gotta say about the witcher now okay so next we have Stillwater. This is issue number 18, and this is the last one. This, we just get our conclusion on the town of Stillwater and the weird 
joining of cold water that did not quite work out the way that that kid wanted it to. <laughs> yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing really worked out how anyone wanted it to. No. Um, I think this was a, a really good wrap up of the story. Uh, I do wish that it had come sooner. Not, not that like it should have come issues sooner, but I just feel like the time between each issue just made it like, like I said to you like earlier, just less impactful of an ending. Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at these colors again. They're so good. Yeah, I mean that was like the the book like the art was really great. The story was like interesting to like an extent, but it didn't feel like it was like well enough like built out or thought out I guess I think because the part the section with like cold water was supposed to be like the big thing that was happening and it it I feel like it should have been brought up like a lot sooner Mm -hmm. because we went through what two story arcs before this last story arc when it was finally yeah. mentioned about that which I, I get why it was done that way because stuff has been like not good for a long time and this was just like the final thing that threw it overboard but yeah it would have been cool to to know about like that beforehand I guess I don't know yeah. I don't know yeah. what could have made it go faster or like made it more concise yeah yeah I feel like more like backstory on the town a little earlier would have been helpful like some of that like lore stuff that was like kind of told you a little later like having it a little bit sooner even if you weren't given like the full key of like what was going on I think like maybe having like Clara's story kind of like in the beginning without like a hundred percent of like knowing what happened to her or like I how... agree 100%. I was just thinking that like if it had been done within the first story arc, like that could have even been the first issue and that would have been like cool because it, we still wouldn't have like known really what was going on until we got Daniel's part of the story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the story overall. I think I'll maybe at some point if I ever have time again I'll go back and read it as a whole because maybe it'll be better that like it'll be like better read that way just because everything will be like all at once versus like mm-hmm. so much time spread apart you know it was a good story the art was yeah. incredible the art was you know the colors and stuff were really good it's yeah it's a good mm-hmm. story good 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 it was good yeah <laughs> Okay, so then next, we've got Poison Ivy. This is issue number 11. And this just continues, like, their mushroom party that they were having. Mm -hmm. And Poison Ivy kind of figures out that she can control these people because the mushrooms listen to her, the Libya spores. Mm -hmm. There was one page, this one. Yeah, that page is incredible. It's it looks so, so good. good. When yes. I was reading it earlier, I went because <sighs> I couldn't believe how good it looked. I like the scene where they're like in the ground too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I think things here are kind of getting out of her control a little bit, and I like that. Yeah, it is. Um, I like how she's going or at least parts of her are going back to when she was Queen Ivy. Mm-hmm. 
because I always thought that look was like super cool, super unhinged, but obviously it's not sustainable. So <laughs> uh, I just I also like how she's having these like remorseful feelings about kind of controlling these people and I don't know taking advantage of them and in, mm-hmm. in a way I don't know it's like the story is just really great. It is. It's nice to see. I mean because. I guess technically she's considered like a villain, mm-hmm. which which I do I do get to an extent. <laughs> like she's not doing good things at the beginning of the story <laughs> here, you know. But yeah. I also think it is one of those things where she is very much. Uh, and I mean, in the beginning of the story, she's basically trying to destroy like the entire world. Yeah, yeah. But she also realized what she was doing wrong and is trying to do, you know what? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I feel, I feel you. She has feelings. We, we, we've all wanted to just destroy the whole world and have tried to poison it. Look, I can't even pretend if I had that ability, <laughs> if I was able to do what Poison Ivy could do. In a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't fuck with you. Not at all. Not one bit. Uh, okay. I just think it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> I just think it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like the Batman uh, One Bad Day with Ra's al Ghul, but you're, you're Poison Ivy and you're just going to have to kill, kill Batman so that you can just go ham on some billionaires. I would love... To kill Batman, but what I would love to do more is be in a fight with him and then try to kiss him and see what he did. <laughs> what if he? Because <laughs> how do you think he would react to that? He would be very confused, and then I'd be able to stab him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess I I have no arguments there. Like, what what am I gonna say? Uh, okay, well, I guess we could just move on. Like that segues right into our next book, yeah. which is Batman. This is Batman. This is one thirty-four. Uh, Batman's still in a different universe. He's tracked down the Red Mask, who is also Joker. Uh, and he gets in a fight with Peace. What's this Ghost guy's Maker. name? Ghostmaker. Well, Ghostmaker normally, but in this world, he's Ghostbreaker. Yes, he's just filled filled with venom, filled to the gills with venom. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just bloated with venom. Just bloated with venom. Uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Batman, Batman stuff, and then the back story is Robin trying to you know jump multiverses to save batman but first he goes on a little detour to uh see his mom but not his mom another dimension mama (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i just like i thought that was really a a funny thing it was like well i guess this is like sweet but also like weird yeah i i did the same thing i was like oh cute his mom and then he was like but it's not really my mom it's like oh that's kind of weird you're just like stealing someone else's mom just for a second though but also like what if he his suit like had broken or like that was the only thing you know that was the only chance he had and he blew it 
on seeing his mom from a different <laughs> mom in a different dimension. His fake mom. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Grief and stuff. But come on. Yeah, it does weird things to you. Uh, okay, I guess that's that's all I got about Batman. You got anything okay. else about Batman? I, I have nothing else on Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then next we have Saga. This is issue 63. And... Uh, hate- Not really... <sighs> I was just going to say Hazel and Prince Robot, not Prince Robot. Squire. Ba- Squire, baby robot, are trying to break into a place to get some stuff to bring their dads back to life. And and Squire's not going to stop at anything. Mm-mm. Squire's a little bit of a badass. <laughs> yeah, just does <laughs> not give a fuck. Nope. I love uh, the outfit that he's wearing too. It's just super normal and cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh what is her name? Whom? The one who killed Marco. Or got him killed. Uh Gwen. Gwen and Sophie. That's who it is. Uh they're <laughs> trying to broker some sort of a truce with the robot kingdom. By being liars. Yeah. Big old liars. Yeah, I don't I I don't know. I just don't we'll see. I keep keep reading and it's not like I, I hate it, but I definitely don't feel the same way about it as I used to. No, I did like seeing Petricor again because I love Petricor. Yeah, she's a great character. Yeah. And I just like I I have I'm like having fun with the idea of like what they're doing right now, but also just like eh. You can kind of see how this, like, backfires. Yeah. I mean, because it always does. But I'm just like, who's who's going to be the one who dies next, you know? Mm-hmm. That we're supposed mm-hmm. to, like, care about, but they just... Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like it's done a great job of, like, building the story, like, after its, like, return. Because mm-hmm. it kind of just, like, went on, like, everything was, like... I guess, like, they obviously have addressed the things that are going on, but it's just like, all right, here we go, which makes sense. They got to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of story it is, but. I would, yeah, no, I agree. I do have complaints and stuff, but we've heard them all before, so. (laughs) I'm saying it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're reading, we're reading the book. Yeah, we're still gonna, we're still gonna read it. We're more (laughs) than halfway done with this. I I don't know if I'm able to, like, quit now with how much time I've, like, invested, you know? I get it I get it it is a because I do I do enjoy it like to Mm -hmm. an extent I'm curious I still like a lot of the characters it's just there are some aspects of it that I'm like it shouldn't have been done that way I wish it had been done differently but I love the art yeah Fiona Staples art is absolutely great yeah I don't know I'm a sucker they got me (laughs) okay are you ready? Yes. Okay, so last then we have Love Everlasting. This is issue number six. This is back from a, a little break, mm-hmm. like a month or two. And, and in this, I almost said episode, and this issue, Joan does a reset, which is really distressing to her. Yeah. Uh, she tries to do something different in hopes that it'll have 
I don't know, a different outcome and it does not work out the way that she thought it would. Yeah, I really liked this issue a lot. I absolutely did too. The scene where she finally talks to him again and he's just like, later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... It's weird because I don't know what I'm trying to figure out while I'm reading this book exactly. That's fair. Because at this point, it's like, what what is this story? Like, what are we even reading now? Because we like, we know what it is. But I feel it. Kind of. Like, I think we have, like, we have, like, the idea of what it is. And, like, we have the bones. I think there was that issue where she talks to the psychiatrist where it kind of explains more. But then you're, everything about this, like, has kind of been a lie. Mm-hmm. So you don't know, like, what to trust. That's true. This is all a lie. <laughs> it's just, like, you you have no idea, like, you can't trust like the like Joan is an unreliable narrator because she has no like kind of recollection of what's going on or how to control obviously how to control any of this and we're thrown in like with her like very much in the deep end Mm -hmm. and like it's unraveling but it's like what the fuck is like what the fuck is unraveling yeah, it's all over the place, and I do really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun, but it's, yeah, it, it it's confusing at times. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, I had a great time, and it's just like, but isn't there a point to what I'm reading? Yeah, because it's just every episode. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> every issue is just, yeah, a restart of what happened the previous one, but with someone different. So it just keeps going. Yeah, well, and in some issues, it's also, like, in the is- within the issue, like, mm-hmm. where it, it does the resets, you know. Uh, so, yeah, great, great book. A little confusing, but definitely Fine. something. I say the art, the art in this is also, like, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And, yeah, this is a good little Tom King book. And if you do enjoy Elsa Sherrod, I can't say the last name, Sherrodier? that sounds um, better than I could do yeah the art then uh you can join their mini print club on patreon for like 10 bucks a month and you get exclusive art delivered to you which I just discovered after reading this that's really cool yeah I thought that was really awesome so yeah it's good yeah good stuff that's all I got do you have anything nope all right so you know you know the deal you know the deal go support your local comic book shops and buy some comic books uh go to your local library if you can you can you know check out comic books from them as well mm-hmm. uh if you read digitally i think you can get digital books and audio books uh lots of stuff you can get from your local libraries mm-hmm. <laughs> uh heather anything anything uh free comic book day is in like a month i think yeah. like a month yesterday may 6th yeah. may 6th okay so so two days ago whatever yeah <laughs> it's in a month about so just keep an eye out <laughs> yeah you know in your local comic book shops usually have some sort of deals but all of the comics are not free you can't just go in there and take whatever books you want uh 
you there you try like a, <laughs> people are gonna stop you <laughs> uh there is a special selection of comic books that are free so yes just to clarify that for mm-hmm. anybody who does not know um but yeah so thanks for listening and we'll see you on the the flippity flip <laughs> what i don't know <laughs>